Welcome back, Rosebuds. We are now on our third part with Russ Sergione. He's running for Congress in New Jersey 6 against Frank Pallone. We just had a conversation around universal basic income and before that on handling crises such as the coronavirus. Uh, we're now on to our final part where we get to talk about why we have all these problems in our country in the first place. And that is out of whack prioritization due to corruption. Uh, Russ, when we talk corruption in your mind, what are the biggest problems that we're seeing that are causing this out-of-whack prioritization? Well, um, corruption is honestly, whew, it is, we have a pay-to-play system in our federal government. We have a system where uh, billionaires and multinational corporations fund our representatives' election campaigns, and therefore they're buying undue influence with our politicians. Uh, and honestly, the big money is the problem. The big campaign finance funding is the main problem. Uh, I both fundamentally believe that uh, if you want to reform a system that is based on corruption, you cannot take the corrupting money. Mm. That's why our campaign is 100% grassroots, all funded by people and by myself. Uh, and we have to end the pay-to-play politics in our nation. We have to kick out the, law, the lawyers, the lobbyists, and we have to close the loopholes. So we have to end lobbying because lobbying should not exist. We have to uh, end these cor this corporate social, massive corporate socialism that we're seeing on a national scale. And it starts with, uh, with completely banning the private donations uh, to any federal representative. Uh, what this really is about is creating a duty of loyalty for our representatives to the people of their district, not to their donors, right? And uh, I, you know, I'll, I'll bring it back. I love the democracy dollars plan by Andrew Yang. Uh, and they also did it in, Was in Washington. Uh, it's a great plan where everyone gets $100 in vouchers and they can donate to any local or, or federal candidate that they like. And it puts everybody on the same playing field. And it also acknowledges that it does take money to run a campaign. So uh, we have to... We have to really reform our system. We have to end Citizens United, kick the lobbyists out, ban private donations to federal candidates, and we also need um, we all, we also need uh, to stop our representatives. The revol we have to close the revolving door where our representatives become lobbyists, you know, right after they they leave office. So there's so many things we have to do, and honestly, we have to um, we have to really expand our administrative law. We have to, congressional reps should not be able to own stock at all. They should not be able to have any Love financial in interests that directly conflict with their position. Because like, as we've seen, the senators that knew about the coronavirus a month in advance sold off all of their stocks because they knew a stock crash was coming. So that whole scenario, while it's illegal, it should never have occurred in the first place. They should have had been required to divest from the very get-go. Uh, I mean, honestly, there's so many things we have to do. Give me an idea you want to go with. <laughs> That's a very true statement there. And I, I love the idea of kind of almost expanding the emoluments clause into a congressional framework. So I've always thought that it would be a great idea if we could have a blind trust that you could still invest into the market, but it's a blind trust that all congressional people have to invest into. And you could potentially have them invest in, you know, 
more sustainable practices, but Congress isn't going to be influencing that specifically. But I'm, I'm curious to your, your first point of getting, getting the money out aspect, because I completely agree with you. We have to put money into people's hands so they can participate. How do we actually get the money out? Because something like ending Citizens United is going to take a constitutional amendment. And we know, frankly, that's going to be a near impossibility, at least in, in a short term. Um, what, what can we do to truly get these private donations out, in your opinion? So there's a, an American Anti-Corruption Act that I support. It's by this group, uh, Represent Us. Mm. Um, and there's, we, can, we can tackle this issue without a constitutional amendment because, look, honestly, the, first off, the Supreme Court decision by you know, Citizens United was completely incorrect. Uh, money is not speech. So what we do is we can define uh, legislatively specifically that uh, as money is not speech. (laughs) And um, look, the First Amendment does not come into play here at all. The Supreme Court got it wrong. And as we've seen, um, you know, Republican lawmakers have no problem uh, enacting laws that are unconstitutional and then, you know, waiting until it's challenged in the courts. We can do it really quickly. With, uh, with legislative approval, with legislative bills, uh, we can do everything to to ban private donations. I mean, at the very at the very least, what we could do is on state by state issues, we could have our states pass bills that uh, adjust corporate laws. Mm-hmm. So if you think, you know, every single corporation is incorporated in a state, and they are bound by two things: the laws of the state and their own bylaws. So we could have our states specifically change their own corporate laws saying that um, that uh, no corporation shall participate in political activity. That would do it. That would do it almost immediately. Then, you know, we already have the $2,800 uh, limit on individual contributions. Honestly, I mean, to, to be honest, we could, we could change that as well. We could make every contribution no matter from what source, capped at 2,800. We can make any, uh, we can, we also need to reform this super PAC nonsense. Super PACs are insanely, insanely undemocratic. Yeah. This is about getting our elections back to clean and fair elections. Americans deserve a strong, vibrant democracy with clean and fair elections. And we have to get the money out and get the people in. Yeah, no, I, I strongly agree with your tactical approach of potentially having it be a state uh, venture or just, you know, putting the legislation on the table and saying, come at us, we're going to deal with that. <laughs> but but I, one of the things I'd be curious for that more latter approach is how do you get the people that are already within these bodies to get on board? That's how they've kept themselves in power is they've been using these channels to fund their campaigns. How do you imagine going and trying to rally that support for that cause in the legislation? Well, we rally, we rally around the values, like what I just said before. This is about returning our democracy back to people and, um, and having clean and fair elections where uh, the, the people's will matters the most. Uh, and, you know, we make, the, we make the case based on those values approach. And like I said, like anti-corruption, plat- uh, the anti-corruption provisions are massively popular with Americans today. You, if Honestly, you go up to any single, go up to any single person yeah. that you see in the street say, hey, I'm John. Hey, do you, do you think that your government works for you? Or hey, do you think that our government is bought? Or hey, do you think that money in politics is a bad thing? 99.9% of people 
will say uh, that our government has been hijacked by billionaires yeah. and multinational corporations. I'm, t- I'm telling you, this is a wildly popular thing with people. And if we make that case and we can pit uh, any incumbent that is not willing to fight for democracy and the people, well, I mean, let's see what's going to happen with their election. So, I mean, I'm honestly not afraid to challenge anyone who will take corporate money and regulate uh, and refuse to protect the people from corporations. I'm not afraid of it. I, I just, I just, I'm just so, so uh, sick and tired of this, of this campaign finance system that's just bribery, pay-to-play, corruption. Call it what it is, it's corruption. And any representative that takes money from a corporation and then refuses to support legislation that will regulate that corporation, forget about it. Get out of office. You're not doing your job. We need, we need people that are going to do the job well and do the job for Americans. Oh, I'm I'm really glad that you have that approach. If you're not afraid to challenge your con, con- your colleagues in this case, uh, not just privately but publicly, that you're willing to actually say, "Hey, people, this person has not backed this proposal. You should be aware of that specifically and get them to do that or get them out." Because hopefully, although you intro on the corruption that you want the lawyers out, hopefully we could kick you in so that we can actually get that done. <laughs> Um, but the last thing I wanted to cover on corruption before we can help people figure out how they can help you is what, what do you think we need to be doing in terms of voting reforms? Because there's two, there's multiple aspects to democracy reform in general. There's the money aspect and then there's the actual way we vote people in. What do you think we need to do that's different from today in terms of our voting reforms? Honestly, John, I could talk, we could talk about this for like hours, honestly. (laughs) I'll keep it quick, though. We need to first off, we need uh, we need an independent federal agency that oversees every single election in every single state, mm-hmm. because we're seeing right now in this primary, we're seeing polling places closed. We're seeing people being we're seeing people disenfranchised before our very eyes. We're seeing hours and hours of wait lines just to cast a vote and express the one bit of power that we have every year in an election. We need to have independent federal oversights of our elections, of our state elections. We need to have funding federally provided to our states for elections. We have to have paper ballots that are verifiable Mm -hmm. on the internet to see that our vote was properly counted and properly made. We have to have really fast and efficient machines that do this as well, that are uncorruptible. We need federal production of, of these machines. We need Um, We need to stop using third-party vendors for these machines because they're compromised in many aspects. We're compromisable. We have to – we have this wonderful invention. I don't know if you've heard about it. It's pen and paper. Uh, It's really good at counting counting votes and being verifiable. We have to reform the core of our democracy of voting. We have to make Election Day a national holiday. We have to make Election Day two days over the weekend. We have to. There are there are a million things that we need to do, and we're and honestly, I am just so surprised that in 2020, we are seeing these problems occur right before our very eyes. It's so disheart. It's so disheartening. It's like so honestly, it shakes me to my core that these things have not been fixed for too long, and on and and no, uh, you know, no bit, no one in power has 
ever conceded anything without a demand, without a massive demand of a, a movement. I mean, and in New Jersey, that movement is forming around our issue, the ballot lines. I'm sure you've heard yeah. about the ballot line issue mm-hmm. where um, candidates are basically put on in an Excel spreadsheet pretty much. And there's like five columns, A, B, C, D, E. And anyone who's running that's not part of the establishment will be put down here in the corner so that so when somebody goes in the voting booth, all they really, all people, most people do is they go, go to the down voting the booth. line. Yep. There, there's one button that they can pick, pick at the top. It selects everybody down the line and they chink it and their votes counted like that. There's so much really um, voter suppression in our nation that we have to address. And I think that, you know, really fundamentally the problems are there are so many problems with our government that like all of our grassroots organizing, we have so many things to address that we can't address them all at the same time. I honestly think that we should just unite all of our progressive movements on one issue at a time. So like, let's say the month of April, every single person, every single group will organize around one issue of getting money out of politics, one issue until that is done, until that is fixed. Then we move on to the next issue, one by one by one, because our movements are really fragmented based on different issues that are important to us, but we have to coalesce around common causes. And I think voting voting rights is a is a main one that we should start with too. Yeah, I I strongly agree with you. My personal top priority is democracy reform because I really think that is the lever to be able to unlock all these other policies. Because at the end of the day, we've said this consistently throughout all of our parts. It's a prioritization problem, and it's who we have in there and who they are accountable to. And so, if we can't trust who we have in there to do the job that's needed. We're not going to get anything solved. So I'm really glad to hear that. Uh, One quick clarification on voting, just so I know my audience cares about this issue, so I want to make sure that we get it out there. Do you support something like ranked choice voting or approval voting or score voting? What type of voting system do you prefer compared to like our plurality system? Yeah, ranked choice voting is great. A great idea. I love it. Uh, You know, it it gives you multiple options, right? If your first vote's not count. I mean, even in this primary, like people who voted for Andrew, Andrew Yang uh, before he dropped out and then after, like, and the election occurred after he dropped out, right? So people who voted early, their votes weren't heard. Their choices weren't heard. Ranked choice voting would have helped those people who got their second, their second vote counted or the third vote counted. That's a great reform. I love it. We have to abolish the electoral college mm-hmm. because it's an outdated system meant to squash populist movements. And it's about time that we stop these outdated old systems that just don't work. And, you know, every single Republican president has been elected uh, because of the Electoral College uh, because they really, you know, it's undermining the will of the people. So, Well, I'm glad to hear that. I I do do think some of these are going to be a little bit tougher. Hopefully, if we do coalesce, we can get these things that a lot of the times do require like a constitutional amendment because a lot of the power of voting systems are controlled by the states compared to the federal government currently. And the electoral college is also something baked into our constitution. So I really do think you're right that it does any of these reforms we want take a people powered movement. And with that being said, how can we help build a little bit more of a people powered movement for you in these times? How can the people watching today be able to support you in your efforts? Uh, yeah, so our, my website's Russ for Us 2020. 
Uh, you can go on there and sign up to volunteer on our form. And uh, we're, we're focusing on text banking and phone banking right now. Uh, and, you know, and if anybody could chip in a couple of bucks, of course, that helps too. Um, because we have to pay our, our staffers. Yeah. We have to pay for advertisements. And, uh, you know, it gets, it gets honestly really expensive. I mean, so far we've had about 950 contributions uh, for $25,000. And we need, to, we need to raise a little bit more than that uh, to get us through this next – to the election and into Congress. So, uh, I'm, honestly, I'm just so thankful for people who are involved in politics and for – um, for media outlets, for people like you that do interviews, that that are very concerned about the issues, and uh, and so thanks, John. I appreciate you being here. Uh, you know, it's honestly, it's it's sometimes it's it's hard to do. It's it's hard to do in the um, in the in the modern world to stand up for your values and what you believe in, and and you but you're doing it. So thanks. Well, thank you so much for saying that, Russ. And I really do hope that our whole audience here can actually come out and support you. I know in these times, it's really important that we get those people in because I personally am frustrated beyond belief of what's happening in Congress right now. Because you're right. Yeah. The states have been putting it into their hands, and I'm very thankful that they have been doing that. But we need some people to freaking lead in Congress. And I, I love this strategic approach that you're taking to that. So I hope everyone can help support you out because even if you may have disagreed on a couple of the issues today, I think that's you're never going to be perfectly aligned with anyone. And I really love the approach and your care for the people. So I know I'll be a supporter for you. And if you ever want to come back on, I'd love to be able to chat more. Because as you said, we yeah. could go hours on democracy reform. It's my top subject too. So I'd love to pick you, yeah. pick your brain a little bit more on that. Uh, but with that being said, Rosebuds, I just want to remind you all again of what we have going on on our channel after you go and support at Russ. Come out and check our open source policy platform so that you can be able to add your own ideas to it. Uh, it started off as my own policy platform that started as eight pages, and it's been built out to now 26 pages in total. So I'm really thankful for all the contributions you've all made. Uh, we had done our first poll of policy on that, as we've been doing on Twitter, and we said the For the People Act, a democracy reform itself, is something that we all agreed should be passed. So I was very thankful for that. Furthermore, you'll see down below the cheat sheet, which is, just has all of our content on the channel. So if you want to know what we're doing, just ch check that out. You'll find something. And finally, uh, comment down below of what you thought about today's episode, as well as what other congressional candidates you'd like to see come on. Uh, we've made a slight change in the program, going more towards focusing on these congressional races than just every single individual, because we're going to be doing a little bit more individual content, and we love talking to the people who are actually stepping up and running for issues. Uh, with that being said, Rosebud, I hope you have a great week. We're going to be have a great week of programming. We're going to be also having on David Kim. We just had on uh, Mike. Uh, he was a great candidate in Kentucky. Uh, he, we are going to be having so many more congressional candidates in the week to come. Uh, so I'm really thankful for that. And Russ, thank you so much for coming on again. My pleasure, John. Thank you for having me. And yeah, support, support the Hill of Roses, please, because we need these uh, issues being, you know, in the minds of more people. So. Well, I appreciate that very much. Rosebuds, I hope you have a great week and I hope you all stay rosy.